the eleventh adventure of siegfried the dragon slayer by anonymous this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by phil schempf siegfried's fight with the faithless giants under the drachenstein when the poor dwarf had recovered his breath he tied his horse with fear and trembling to the trunk of a tree and then ran on before siegfried to the drachenstein he passed over wild ravines behind waterfalls and through the hollows of rocks till at length he came to the entrance of a cave it looked much like mimer's smithy only that it was wilder and more appalling here said he dwells cooperun a king of the giants when he takes his stand among the rocks and blows his horn a thousand giants are ready at his command and all the dwarves in the mountains around and all the spirits of the woods and waters are subject to him for he is of all giants the strongest and fiercest he with his companions can overturn mountains and pour streams over the land as he pleases he can sink ships and root up forests he has formed an alliance with the fierce dragon and keeps the key which locks up the hollow cave hearest thou the roaring in those rocky hills as if a mountain torrent were rushing through that is his snoring it is high time that we depart for if he awakes there will be rough sport nay it is for that sport said siegfried that i have come hither and thereupon he went to the entrance and blew the horn which hung before it so loud that the rocks far and near re-echoed to the sound the dwarf leaped in a fright into a hollow tree but the giant slept on then siegfried blew the horn a second time with such force that all the birds in the wood were silent and flew to their nests but the giant never opened his eyes he muttered only how loud those plaguy wasps are humming to-day siegfried now turned his spear and struck the savage sleeper in the side without opening his eyes the giant struck at the spear thinking a wasp had stung him the iron bent in siegfried's hand but the monster continued his slumber then the hero knelt at his head and shouted with a loud voice wake up wake up thou prince of giants a young wolf is in thy nest the monster now turned himself round and looked at the hero in scorn grim was his aspect and his face was covered with red hair his limbs were huge and clumsy his eyes round his mouth reached almost from ear to ear and gaped like a mountain cave two large boar's tusks stuck out and reached up to his ill-formed nose from his frightful appearance he bore the name of wolf grambert for he was as hungry as a wolf and as savage as a bear what has brought thee here boy he said grinding his teeth i know not whether i ought to hang thee up here in my hall by the head or thy heels my little fellow heaven forbid thou shouldst do either thou hungry vulture said siegfried i am surely not come here to be hung the sword is my friend fighting my pastime and danger my delight so release the maiden whom thou and the dragon are keeping in captivity or else thou shalt sink into the earth and the oak trees shall grow over thy body at these words the giant was in great wrath he snatched up a rock and hurled it at the hero but siegfried the swift leaped aside with a smile and avoided it 
raging with anger the giant now raised his mighty iron pole-axe to cleave him from head to foot but siegfried avoided the blow and the weapon split the rock at his feet and sank deep in the earth out of the giant's hand as he stooped to draw it out siegfried sprang on him and gave him many severe cuts in his arm while the dogs flew at him and fastened down his legs the giant seized the dogs one after another and threw them far away into the valley then he seized the pole-axe anew but the blood flowed in copious streams from many a deep wound so that he became exhausted and fled into the middle of his cave here he dressed his wounds and put on a coat of mail which the dwarves had made for him and hardened in dragon's blood to his side he fastened a sword broad and long at the point of which ran a snake and wherever it flew hissing death entered and life departed on his head he put a helmet of black steel in the form of a dragon the shield which he hung around him was inlaid with iron and so huge that he could lift upon it a knight and his horse thus armed he came out with a four-edged pole-axe which at every stroke rang like a bell then he cried aloud to siegfried tell me thou little man what have i done to thee that thou comest here to murder me in my sleep thou liest savage monster have i not myself aroused thee to the fight when i could have plunged my sword in thy heart the giant replied he who led thee hither has led thee to thy death and that thou shalt find before the sun goes down behind the hills and were there ten such as thou art i would put you each on a shirt you could never get off again come on then cried siegfried but take care of thyself for many a one has boasted of doing great things when the ravens were already sitting on his helmet ready to peck at his eyes the two now rushed at each other and dealt such weighty blows that the fire flew from their shields and the eagle high above the rocks and the wolf in the cave below let go their prey and fled the giant however constantly missed his aim for he was naturally clumsy and unwieldy and his wounds had crippled him but siegfried struck blow after blow as rapidly as if he had had ten swords in his hand and hewed out pieces of the large iron shield like a carpenter at his work cooperin at length had only the strap left in his hand covered with blood he began to reel like some mighty oak till at length he piteously exclaimed hold hold thy sword short as it is it strikes deep i have proved thy courage and see that i cannot gain the victory over thee grant me but my life brave hero my weapons and myself thou mayest take as thine own then said siegfried the first thing i require of thee is to free the maiden on the rock thus ended the strife and both swore fidelity to each other in all their dangers the giant that he would serve the hero faithfully and siegfried that he would take no revenge for the conflict but the giant was deceitful and all the while considered only how he could accomplish siegfried's destruction siegfried on the contrary spoke to him frankly and kindly thy wounds my poor fellow grieve me much i will dress them before we ascend the rock so saying he tore his own garments and bound them round the wounds of the treacherous giant and they went on their way together Ugolein, the dwarf king 
crept from his hollow tree and ran behind them but without being seen for he wore his cap of mist which rendered him invisible siegfried went before followed by cooperun the faithless the way led into a narrow rocky valley on the further side stood upon a dry stony ground dwarf oaks and bushes beyond rose steep and naked rocks half covered with trees and hollowed by falling waters on the right descended steeply a smooth precipice of stone and in the depth of the valley itself foaming over rocks rushed a wild stream a bowshot further on the valley was closed by another steep precipice a hundred fathoms deep over which the stream rushed into the depth below dashing against the rocks and masses of stone the giant raised his hand and pointing to a crevice in the rock above said seest thou the cave yonder behind the waterfall there we must enter while siegfried was looking about the false monster raised his hand and gave king siegmund's son such a blow on his helmet that he fell senseless on his shield and lay stretched on the ground like one dead then the giant stooped to throw him over the precipice into the foaming waters beneath but the hero's dogs flew fiercely at him and Ugoline, the nimble dwarf sprang forwards put on his cap of mist and bore siegfried away in safety under the trees the giant was much surprised when he found that his enemy had disappeared he looked round on all sides fancying he must have fallen over the rocks from the force of the blow and he was about to send the hounds after him but they accustomed to fight with wild beasts drew back quickly when he stooped to seize them and as he slowly rose they sprang barking between his legs the giant stooped again seized one of them by the throat and was going to throw him over the rock when the other dog sprang upon his back and seized him by the right ear so that Wolfgrimbeer bellowed till the valleys echoed around again the giant tried to seize the dog but by this time he had come to the place where siegfried lay with his cap of mist and thus instead of the dog he caught hold of the dwarf's head who immediately began to cry out piteously siegfried awoke from his swoon sprang up threw away the cap of mist and gave the giant such a wound in the neck with his sharp sword that he instantly let go the dwarf then he raised his sword again to give the faithless giant his death blow when the latter held out in his right hand a golden key and said hold or i will throw away this key and then you will never reach the king's daughter on the drachenstein for in the whole world there is no key but this that will open the enchanted castle siegfried let fall his sword and gave the treacherous monster his life a second time end of the eleventh adventure